Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Ryan on the set. Hi, Dan. Hey, <laughs> It's Wednesday. This is weird. Yeah. We're recording on a Wednesday. Yeah, my sleep schedule's all fucky. Sure. And, uh, yeah, my car died yesterday. Sure did. Of course it does. <laughs> when you're, when you're unemployed. Well, yeah, you're not driving it every day. Sure. <laughs> but it's Makes fixed. Sense. So uh, there we're, you go. we're all right. <laughs> this is our anniversary show. Hey. I started yeah, this is. show two years ago at Fantastic Fest. There's no yeah, Fantastic yeah, yeah. Fest this year. There's a digital well, version. Not so but, much. Yeah. Not, not um, a live and in person thing this year. I was really excited because not a single guest had bailed yeah. on the ro- road to 104. Yeah. And then this guest got busy, <laughs> oh, so no. I don't have my anniversary guest, who Aww. was supposed to be a uh, close personal friend, Jesse Malton, yeah. uh, host right. of Malton She's on Movies a... with her father, who was a film reviewer. Yeah, who's a famous and busy person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how busy she is, but she definitely had better shit to do than this show. <laughs> yeah. So, Hosh, you better sit back down and not cough during my anniversary show, bud. <laughs> Nuh-uh, don't oh, do it. <laughs> There it is. Just dog coughing in the background. <laughs> nice. Thanks, bud. Thanks. All right. That was a wet one, it's, too. It seems like the proper thing for yeah, an sure. anniversary show intro. Yeah. All right. Well, this is good radio so far. Let's pop in. Uh, Theater of the mind. We got, uh, I'll tell you, I got a really special guest. Uh, guest. I got a really, got a really special present from yeah. our listeners Ooh. for our two-year anniversary show, Word. which is continuing to keep the, ep- the episode streamlined. Hey, so, they know what we like. So two years. <laughs> I have not gotten an extra in the last week uh, rating or review or email or Patreon subscribe, but that's okay because our numbers are still good. Hey, people are still listening. They just don't care to interact, and that's okay too. So this is a pandemic. Sometimes life. you just want to sit back and enjoy. Like yeah. you don't want us to tell you what to do. All right, let's talk about the box office. Yeah. What's the biggest movie in America, Dan? It's still got to be Tenant, right? Still Tenant. Yep. Down to three point four million over the oh, weekend. Oh boy. Um, New Mutants coming in second, still kind of in the same ballpark with 1.2 million. Like, New Mutants okay. is really hanging on. It's been steady for much longer than I thought it was going to be. All right. Number yeah, three was Unhinged. A long game. Uh, hey, all three of these movies yeah. hanging on. Now, Unhinged dropped below a million. Uh, okay. But the big surprise to me was number four. Mm. So, what movie was released in theaters very recently and um. hit number four? Oh, um, they made a really big deal online about it being re-released in theaters. A movie that before this was very illegal to show in theaters. Oh, I don't. Uh-huh. Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, really? Yeah, you could show it at drive-ins, but okay, you couldn't show yeah, it in theaters. That's why it didn't click. Yeah. So Disney basically yeah, did a re-release made, for the anniversary. Yeah. yeah, and so that made nine hundred eight thousand dollars. So okay. by the time uh, of this show, it would definitely have hit a million. Word. And that's pretty cool. Million bucks for Star Wars because they definitely need the money. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, where oh, do you think? For, for some reason, I always think that uh, Empire came out in '81. Oh. And I think it was yeah, it was '80. I mean, every year is an anniversary. They were all three years apart. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> every year is an anniversary. Uh, where do you think Tenet is worldwide? Um, As of yesterday. Uh, I think I saw they were they were nearing like three hundred mil. Mm-hmm. Um. So did they hit? Did they hit three hundred? Nope. Boo. Uh, two seventy five. Higher. 
282. Just a touch higher. 285. Uh, Like one tiny little tick. So it's (laughs) 284.9 million. Okay. Uh, So 215 shy of break even. They're over halfway to break even. (laughs) I mean, that's going to. I mean, if they don't. Keep it going till theaters are all back open. They'll re-release it, yeah. so everyone gets a chance to see it. So. Oh man, I was looking up the uh, the the numbers not for this stuff because I know it's always a game, uh-huh. but <laughs> for uh, that uh, the Chinese movie, the uh, was it called the Eight Hundred? Yeah. Um, their opening week in China was a uh-huh. hundred and sixty-one million dollars. That's great. They've they've made I think it was something like four hundred and fifty million. And was the number one movie in China for like six weeks straight. I Man, think if one I was the director of that, I would just constantly <laughs> be sending memes to Nolan. Yeah, and like, it's uh, it's currently like the top worldwide of of yeah. any movie. Oh yeah, it sure is. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, all right. Uh, so yeah, I think Tenet Tenet's uh, still holding on the long game that they're gonna keep making another hundred. Here's you know, in China, if they can't do it here, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Scream mm-hmm. 5 is continually filming despite the fact that three members of the production team have tested positive for COVID. Oh, Jesus. Uh, which to me says one of two things. Either one, uh, their lockdown procedures and their COVID procedures are so good mm. that they caught it real quick and isolated and everyone else's tests were fine and they're just really Johnny on the spot or yeah. they're greedy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's or one of the two. they're a movie studio. Right. Or it's just like, oh, it's only three? Keep pressing on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it could be either way. It's not Batman. <laughs> Keep shooting. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we don't know. Why why the two? But they're still filming, (laughs) and most films are. Yeah. uh, Avatar 3 is almost finished. Okay. Um, So then 2 is? (laughs) Yo, 2's been finished. Okay. 3 is almost finished. And then, (laughs) so what's going on with 2 is it went back into the editing bay. So they're just they're just making it better as time keeps getting pushed. So they're just going to keep making it better. Yeah, that makes sense. Three's almost finished filming, and then they're going to hop right into four. Yeah. Sure. Especially uh, if you're James Cameron and you know how to run the editing bay. Yeah. <laughs> you got a whole lot of time on your hands while you're sure. not shooting. <laughs> uh, the estate of Sir Arthur Co- Arthur Conan Doyle okay. is suing Netflix mm. and all included uh, all involved parties oh, over Enola Holmes. Really? So if you don't know, Enola Holmes is a film that came out this week on Netflix mm-hmm. that focuses on it. Was his it's sister? Got, uh, Eleven is the um, what's her name? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, the the girl who plays Eleven, okay. uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Got it. Yeah. So I haven't seen the movie yet, but I hear it's delightful. But it's yeah, like, yeah, um, it's like all star British cast too. Right. This is also the start of our Henry Cavill news, of which I have much, <laughs> all I have right. much Henry Cavill. Strap news. in, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so a lot of Sherlock Holmes stories are public domain, and that's why we keep getting yeah. Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, not, I thought that was not all. Okay. There so are certain mm. versions of Sherlock Holmes and certain individual stories that still belong to the estate of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Okay. I did not know that. 
Um, Interesting. So the reason they're su- suing is they're saying this version of Sherlock Holmes that is overly sensitive and emotional belongs to the estate. <laughs> to which most people are like, well, a lot of them have been emotional. Like, look at the yeah. Robert Downey Jr. one. He's practically in tears every fucking day. Yeah, and the Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> right. So it's like, what? And I think they're just. Well, I guess he was a little more detached. But right. Yeah, I think they're same. specifically suing Netflix, and I think Legendary Pictures made it because they now they need the money mm. or th- they know these guys have deep pocketbooks. Um, wow. Uh, so when asked for a comment, Henry Cavill says, uh, he's, he's like, <laughs> let's let it be. The legal stuff is above my pay grade. Honestly, mm. nothing surprises me anymore, which I think is funny <laughs> yeah. because he's been while through so much Superman. Well, he's geared up to yeah do Superman reshoots on a movie that already came out three years ago. Henry Cavill <laughs> has like the worst fucking luck, right. and so I rewatch The Tudors probably once every three months, the TV show, right. and he's a main character in that. He's like mm-hmm. the king's best friend. He's amazing. So I'm a really big Henry Cavill he's fan, a but dude, like, he loves working, man. He he's loves in working. The, the Witcher. He's also like the biggest nerd on the planet he plays D&D he builds gaming computers I get get very like Vin Diesel-y vibes from him oh there are all sorts of I feel like the two of them would would click so hard they do all sorts he does all sorts of weird fun gamey and nerdy bullshit including making his own gaming computers and he plays World of Warcraft didn't like I'm a really big Henry Cavill fan he keeps getting jerked around so I'm sure he's just like whatever this doesn't really concern me the movie's already out Uh, rumor is they're making a Nola Holmes 2 already Mm. because it's done so well and has been such a good movie Um, but he plays Sherlock Holmes in it but he's a side character he's not the main character it's about his sister and I think it's his sister maybe cousin I don't know yeah yeah they they do um, I guess maybe spoiler for uh, (laughs) season three or four of uh, the British BBC Sherlock Holmes from ten years ago they introduce her they they introduce the sister character okay so the sister Um, yeah now, yeah, in a very, diff- very different version of the sister character in that, sure. so that now, may have something to do with that. A <laughs> uh, completely different interview. People are asking Henry Cavill about being James Bond. Mm. The latest rumor we talked about last week was it being Tom Hardy. <laughs> Shut up, Hashi. She does not like that casting. No. Uh, I got it. Here, here's what I'm going to say. So he still really wants to be James Bond. He says that it's all, quote unquote, still up in the air and that he would love to do it. Okay. Uh, I think that's a little selfish. You're already Superman. You're already Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't need to be James Bond. I get it. We're all nerds, and you want to be every kind of <laughs> yeah, franchise yes. character there is. Stop being selfish, Henry. Now, what I like... Is he also going to be the next Kirk? Right, yeah. Oh, I would like him as... Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, do, what I, do I want Henry Cavill more than Tom Hardy? Absolutely. But do I want Henry mm. Cavill? No. Because of his uh, Mission Impossible character. Yeah. Like, to me... And, and he was also... Was it Man From U.N.C.L.E., the main character? Like, I've already oh, okay. seen yeah, him be yeah, a super yeah. spy. To me, he's just too beefy. He's too jacked. He's like... And mm. not to say that um, Daniel Craig isn't, but Daniel Craig still has kind of that air of mystery and demureness that yeah. I don't think Henry Cavill necessarily he, puts he off. the sadness behind the eyes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, he might be like a little more slapsticky Pierce Brosnan-style 007. Again, I'd like him more than Tom Hardy, unless yeah. Tom Hardy agrees to wear the Bane mask as 007. <laughs> that I'm okay yeah. with. Okay, moving on with Henry Cavill. <laughs> So, Henry Cavill uh, put out there that he specifically is not doing any additional footage for the Snyder Cut. Okay. Now, WB put out, hey, 
we're doing more primary cut footage for you mm-hmm. know we're shooting what, what's it called follow up uh, um, just reshoots reshoots or, yeah, and stuff additional photography I think yeah. is the there we go yeah. additional he's like, like the I'm legalese version <laughs> before yeah. we heard that you know there definitely is going to be Batfleck in there so that also yeah. makes me think that one of two things are happening one they already have so much fucking Superman yeah and we have seen deleted scenes with him in it so maybe they just have yeah they may have cut out maybe Snyder's like I don't even care about Superman I need my Ray Fisher I need my Flash I need yeah. my Green Lantern and he may also not even be in like Half, half the movie, two thirds sure. of the movies, because he's sure he's not a main yeah. character. Uh, side note: This is not part of the story, but Henry Cavill put out a statement that said he was specifically told to lie about being in Justice League, even though everybody mm. knew he was going to be in it. Yeah, like, yeah. When he asked, he said, "You must say no," and he, he did not like that. Oh, he wasn't like, allowed. Can you think of a, a way for right. like he wasn't give, allowed give me to a be a stock answer that I can legally say that isn't a lie? Right, he wasn't, which is very Superman of him. He yeah. doesn't like to lie. Yeah, uh, I'm like 007, who's a professional liar. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. he was just like, they're like he just wanted to be like, can I be tongue in cheek about it? They're like, no, you must say no. But like, it's Justice League. It's run by Super- never mind. Yeah. So and Ray the last Fisher frames says, of your previous movie was oh he's right. not actually dead. Within four hours of WB putting out hey we're actually are going to do research reshoots of justice league we're giving them a 70 million dollar budget to do it mm-hmm. ray fisher tweets it would appear that wb pictures has gone from giving libaceous official statements to one media outlet to becoming a source of purposeful misinformation for another <laughs> he says the people are on to you the investigation is coming casting aspirations on me will not change that so, there's a lot to unpack here, and here's what's going on. So, Whoa. the libelous statements are basically WB coming out and saying that things that Ray Fisher are saying are lies. Yeah, because they they said he, like, wasn't cooperating with that. the investigation. He's like, motherfucker, I called this investigation. Right, he's like, that's not true. <laughs> like, y'all are trying to skirt it and do weird shit. Right. And I have to assume that after he came out and said what the head of WB Pictures said about throwing people under the bus, that WB is recanting, that yeah. is also calling him a liar. Yeah. Um, the, the misinformation is that I think that the reshoots have very little to do with the main cast. Mm. And obviously not really including him. And he was supposed to be the heart of the film. So yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. But I, he's, he's saying that they just keep putting out information about major movies to detract from the fact that he was un- that Justice League is under investigation. Yeah. Like, hey, we're doing research. Hey, it's going to be 70 million more dollars, but they're not talking about the fact that it's under investigation. Now, the other side of that is if I was investigating something, I would not be putting out a lot of information about it either, but I probably wouldn't try to be covering up with other stuff. He says, the people are on to you. The investigation is coming. And then this part struck me. Casting aspirations on me will not change that. So I think now maybe they're trying to bribe Aspirations. Asper- oh, you're right. <laughs> like casting aspirations is is not a phrase. Oh shit, I can't read. What's aspersions? I don't even know that word. Uh, it's like uh, say basically saying you're lying. Oh yeah. I thought it was casting aspirations. I thought they were trying to bribe him with another film. Well, no. fuck me in the gut. No. Ass. I can't <laughs> casting read. Casting aspersions. Yeah. Damn, two years of the show. Yeah, I still it's like can't read. um uh, creating doubt around you. I learned a new word today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exciting. Uh, <laughs> so that that's going on. Uh, so. A lot's going on yeah. with Ray Fisher, and a lot's going on with Henry Still, Cavill. Uh, yeah, Team Cyborg. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And then just imagine being Henry Cavill. Just all this shit just keeps happening. You're just like, whatever, man. I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah. But some actors just, you know, get cast for things, do their job, and go home, and don't have to worry <laughs> about lawsuits and reshoots. And am I Superman or am I not? Or are they dangling a 007 carrot above me? Yep. Are they using me as misinformation to stop the investigation into all the bad shit they did to Ray Fisher? Just let Henry Cavill be okay. Just give him a good <laughs> part and let him give him some money. Everything's fine. That's that. Okay. This was originally in the why the fuck that we need this pile, but I'm tentatively pulling it out. Ooh. Disney has announced The Lion King 2 <laughs> yeah, live action, this. which my immediate uh, reaction is no. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I hate no, these. No. I hate that you're calling it live action when the entire thing is CGI. Yeah. Um, but we've had this conversation, but it's, it's going to be directed. It's one shot. Right. Uh, one is shot it? is the opening shot of the movie of the sunset. That shot is actual photography. Oh, good for them. So they got one shot in the movie that is not entirely CG. They didn't cut it out? Nope. They did not throw away their shot? Nope. Okay. Uh, So the director of Moonlight, Barry Jenkins, is going to be the director, which is why I pulled it out. Because mm. he's an amazing director. Yeah, he directed yeah, yeah. Moonlight. They're at least going in the right direction with what they should be doing. It's not going to be John Favreau, which, <laughs> yeah. which is important. Yep. Um, well, he's he's busy running Star Wars now. Sure. Uh, now, the, I did not know this, that the original Lion King, not the original Lion King, but the first live action Lion King made $1.6 billion worldwide. Yeah, that's, that's a why lot of a money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to see 12 you, Lion Kings. Yeah, especially if you already have all of the digital assets sure. done and created. You just gotta animate them, like sure, yeah. Everything's already done. Yep. yep. So get, I get, get it. Get some people in a vocal booth. I I and, tentatively yeah. uh, tentatively I'm gonna see where this goes. I've not put it in the why the fuck do we need this file? Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. No. Uh, no word if it's gonna be a uh, adaptation of uh, Siddler's Pride. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We don't know. That one's dumb. All right. <laughs> yeah. So. I often talk about movies on here and then forget they exist, and I'm very shocked when I see news about them. Oh, yeah. So I'm back to the notes. Oh, you brought up stuff on the podcast where I've been like, oh, that's a thing? Like, yeah, yeah. we talked about it three weeks ago. Sure. <laughs> no, I went back to my notes because I have one big note file for two years, <laughs> and I have talked about Blumhouse's The Craft Legacy before. Okay, yeah, I just so, watched. <laughs> did you watch the trailer? That's, yeah. Oh, great, because that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. So The Craft Legacy, which mm-hmm. originally was supposed to be a reboot yes. is now a sequel. Yeah. And the very trailer much just got dropped very much. So well let's talk about it. So it's the <laughs> same city, you know, years after the events of the craft happen, mm-hmm. a new girl moves to town. And I have never been more torn on a movie or trailer before because it has such <laughs> amazing good stuff and much so much stuff stupid <laughs> garbage going on at the same time. So yes. to be clear, I am a hundred percent going to watch this. It's going to be, <laughs> yeah. um, it's going to be on video on demand in October. I'm not sure where, but it'll be out. Okay. Makes sense. Um, stuff. Yeah. So David Duchovny's in it. <laughs> yes. He is. As like the girl moving to town's dad, which uh-huh. I kind of like, uh, there is a picture of Feruza Balk in like a witchcraft <laughs> book, which makes me think, wouldn't it be cool if she made a cameo, even though her character's dead. Oh yeah, but it's like uh, I mean, it's witchcraft. It's, it's like know. um, you know the uh the, the main character because you know she's she's quirky has a Polaroid camera and that's what you do when you <laughs> yeah, want to have young women be quirky in a film you give them a yeah. Polaroid camera <laughs> yeah so she's going give around them vintage take, things right yeah <laughs> and so there's a Polaroid of Nancy that obviously she didn't take uh in there mm-hmm. um it is definitely darker than the original craft um mm-hmm. 
But there's so here's where thing and like all these are good things. But now I'm starting to see things I don't like, like these. Oh, there's a siren in the background, really. Hold for sound. Stop it. <laughs> a fire truck right down the street. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, there are like some really perfect callbacks that I don't like, like the girl saying, mm. "You're our fourth or the light of a fat light. light yeah, it's a little too like. Wink, wink at the camera. Right. And if it was a reboot, sure, these yeah. are the reboot. But it's like the chances of girls doing the exact same thing in the exact same tone yeah, a yeah, generation yeah. later. It just yeah. it seems like it's like yeah. That was the one thing that very much struck me was that like I felt like this movie was like it looks better than it was made in the nineties, but it sounds and is right. acted like it was made in the 90s. There's also a magic book that just says The Craft on it. <laughs> yes. Like like it was almost like a like a Jumanji. Right. Like the board yeah. game in the movie. Uh, it's just a thing that says Jumanji. And so like, you know, there there are things that I liked and things I didn't, but the thing that uh, that affected me the most was the magic style. So like mm. you can see like the magic trail around their hands sometimes. Like do you remember like those you're watching the wide world of Disney and then they would take a wand and write in the oh, air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that <laughs> yeah. coming out of their hands. Whereas the original craft, like as a kid, it's just like it was very primal and very ethereal. Yeah, and it was just like things magic. happening. Like somebody was shaking, and then like a tree branch would fall. Right, <laughs> you know? exactly. It, it was almost was, a believable form of magic, or like yeah, there they, wasn't like lightning, you know? Right, like there was spells cast. Like oh, I hope you know this boy falls in love with me, and then it just you kind of see him start to get interested. Like yeah, and there was almost yeah, a there was a of, doubt of like oh, is it actually the witchcraft working or is and then this the final like, happens where they're flying and shit. Yeah, yeah, so like, yeah. okay, now they yeah, got magic. Yeah, it's like a slow burn to like, oh, this right. shit is real, Whereas real. Whereas this, you know, the girls are lighting cigarettes with their thumbs and like yeah. moving magic in the air or like, mm. in a, like almost like X-Men style, like pushing your body at someone and someone flies away from you like you've got like telekinesis. Yeah. Like, it's, um, it's like we needed more jump scares per minute because it's a Blumhouse right. you know, movie. <laughs> so again, there's so much good and so much bad and I'm going to watch it. Like there's no way I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'll even pay for it because I fucking love the craft. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that movie's fucking great. That's one of those movies that just stays in the back of your brain forever. Fuck yeah, and it's got a perfect ending and just everything about mm-hmm. it's spot on. But uh, we'll see. I'm just I've never been so torn. Yeah, like, I could not tell you if this is gonna be a good or a bad movie because yeah. it really could go either way. Yeah. Uh, in, in other trailer news, coming to America 2's trailer is dropping. If not this week, the next. Ooh, that's gonna be good. I'm ready to let my soul oh, glow. So, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right, what do you got? I've got I've got high hopes for that movie is what I got. Yeah, nice. All right. <laughs> um, so one of the things uh, we we've been talking about uh, the the Borat sequel for the last couple of weeks. Oh, you can't talk about this. No, that's one of mine. Uh, okay, that's news to lighten the moods. All right. All right, keep going. What's your other one? <laughs> that is absolutely fair because it is yeah delightful. delightful. We'll talk about that one. <laughs> Um, there is a, uh, oh, I thought this was an interesting, uh, marketing idea since everybody's in COVID mode for movie releases, Sure, anything that's coming out in theaters, you might need an additional kind of like, I'm, I'm more invested in seeing this kind of thing. Sure. Uh, so no time to die is putting out an official podcast before the movie comes out. Yes. 
That's so absurd. September 30th is going to start the official James Bond podcast is the name. In uh-huh. case you <laughs> we're going to have a hard time finding it. We're going to start the unofficial James Bond podcast. Well, that's the funny thing, because I've been listening to one for years called James Bonding. Yeah. And okay. it's uh, two guys bonding over their love of James sure. Bond. Boo. Um, and it's delightful. Um but uh so yeah it's gonna be interviews with the cast including That's daniel cool. craig and rami malik sure. um and i don't know if it's gonna be weekly or daily or whatever but it's an official podcast coming out before the movie drops by like three or four weeks interesting um right. i thought that was a really interesting sort of tactic to be like oh i've been checking out this podcast oh i'm really interested in you know imagining these scenes and things that are happening i bet you some executive has just seen how many requests for podcast interviews there have been like oh yeah go do that not knowing that all podcasts (laughs) like view like listens are down because nobody (laughs) is commuting but uh, i'm not against it yeah all right what else you got yeah i thought that was interesting and then (laughs) the other one that i have this has got a fun rabbit hole uh, so Sony Pictures Television has acquired the global distribution rights to the Ray Parker Jr. documentary sure. called Who You Gonna Call? Perfect. Famously the writer of the Ghostbusters right, the theme. theme. Sure. What else is really famous about that song? I don't know. It was sued as a ripoff of a Huey Lewis in the News song. Was it? <laughs> yes, it was. I don't remember that. What song is it supposed to be a ripoff um, of? Oh my god, uh, what is it called? Um, I need a new drug. Okay. And it's like identical. Is it? And it's it's off an album that Huey Lewis in the News put out the year before, or like that okay. year, uh, while they were making it. This is a long disputed, so I, I dug up some dates. So movie uh, Ghostbusters comes out in 1984. Right. Um, so does the, uh, I believe the Huey Lewis in the News album came out the year before. Uh, 11 years go by bunch of rumors people listening back and forth to the songs like this this isn't a coincidence right 95 uh, they had a lawsuit that reached a settlement um, that included NDAs okay. where they put out a joint press statement saying that the matter was amicably resolved I'm looking up I want a new drug uh, I believe that um, that during that lawsuit uh, Huey Lewis in the news gets a songwriting credit on the Ghostbusters theme. Oh my god. Yeah. In the neighborhood. Who are you gonna, gonna call? call? Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, let me hear the lyrics. Oh my god, that's, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Oh, that sucks, yeah. dude. Huey Lewis in the news, who was famous at the time. Yeah. <laughs> All I need now is a siren in the background. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer, Yeah, like dude. a long organ intro. <laughs> um, so, 11 years after the movie came out, they settled out of court signed NDAs, put out a statement saying, right. all right, it's been amicably resolved. And then I, I believe uh, Huey Lewis got uh, songwriting credits on the Ghostbusters theme. That's funny. Um, in 2001, Huey Lewis in the News did an episode of Behind the Music. Okay. And in it, Huey Lewis is quoted saying, 
the offensive part was not so much that they had Ray Parker Jr. had ripped this song off. It was kind of symbolic of an industry that wants something. Uh, they wanted our wave. They wanted to buy it. It's not for sale. In the end, I suppose they were right. I suppose it was for sale because basically they bought it. Sure. So Ray Parker Jr. immediately sues them for breach of their NDA. Right, because they're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> not supposed to talk about it. And in an MTV News article from that uh, that year in 2001, uh-huh. um, it says the lawsuit states that the confidentiality agreement uh, was directly related to Parker's comfort, happiness, and welfare, that Lewis's comments were inflammatory and disparaging and false and caused Parker emotional distress. Right. I cannot find how that lawsuit ended, so sure. it must have been another out-of-court settlement. Sure. Uh, and if you look up the Wikipedia page for the Ghostbusters song, uh-huh. in 2004, uh-huh. uh, in an article in Premiere Magazine, the filmmakers of Ghostbusters <laughs> admitted to using the song I Want a New Drug as temporary background music in many scenes. Oh. They also noted that they had offered to hire Huey Lewis in the news to write the main theme, oh. but the band had declined. The filmmakers then gave film footage with the Huey Lewis song in the background to Ray Parker Jr. to, Ray Parker Jr. to aid him in writing the theme song. Okay. So, right. all of this, uh-huh. and now the documentary of Ray Parker Jr.'s life story is, is called Who You Gonna Call? Bummer. Huey Lewis in the News, and if they won't, won't do it, then call this guy whose movie this is about his life story. That's the, that's the title? <laughs> no, but that's what it's basically <laughs> implying. All right, uh, so a couple things to unpack is, one, Ray Parker Jr. did nothing wrong. He was given a song oh, that said, no. make something similar to this, and he did. Yeah, absolutely. All, he got an easy paycheck, and it got too big. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it won a Grammy because it was such a smash hit song. Uh, second and of all he did write the lyrics who you gonna call uh where did rock and roll come from huey lewis <laughs> would be my next yeah. thing all of rock and roll was <laughs> stolen from black people yes so fuck you <laughs> you wrote a song that is borrowed from black people if they want to take it back they will and you got a payday you son of a bitch you got enough you had back to the future you had back to the future you don't need ghostbuster money fuck you huey lewis i'm not sure if you're alive but if you're listening fuck you um apparently that's a a thing to this day um that i remember uh what was it uh dan Harmon was talking about it on rick and morty is there's there's still a thing with celebrity impersonations in animation Uh because there was a uh, there's an episode with ice tea who becomes water tea yeah um, yeah, if you, and if you like, ask them and then they <clears throat> say no, you can't do the fake yeah. impersonation. Yeah, because so then you just they can have sue to do you. the fake impersonation. You just have to do it, yeah. Because it, parody has to do with intent. And if your intent yeah. was to not have it be a parody, yes. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. it's a similar kind of situation where it was like they, it was their fault in asking Huey Lewis in the first place. Sure. I mean, no, if that's what they wanted, they probably thought, we'll, we'll get Huey Lewis, we're fucking Ghostbusters, we're yeah. a major Hollywood film, you know. Yeah, we got, but we got Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. And... <laughs> so this was the year before Back to the Future, so I have to imagine yeah. Huey Lewis is like, well, if I don't say yes to Back to the Future, they're just going to rip us off anyway. Exactly, that's, <laughs> so that like, had to be it. So I wonder if there would be no power of love yeah, from Huey Lewis. Yeah, if not for the Ghostbusters theme. Yeah. Yeah. 
So crazy. Right. <laughs> I th- like I would want an entire documentary about that. Oh yeah. Like about just all of that drama, but it's not, it's just a Ray Parker jr. Like life story documentary. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, a, I'm not angry with the title. Cause that's what I think of when yeah. I think of him. It's just, I was the first thing I thought of was like, who are you going to call Huey Lewis in the news? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, in the, um, why the fuck did we need this file this week? <laughs> Hackers director Ian Softly <laughs> is in talks to make Hackers 2 as either a direct sequel or a reboot. Uh, Hackers starring Angelina Jolie and the guy from Scream 1 that uh, is the villain yep. and gets killed. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck's yeah. his name? He was in, oh my God. He was in Scooby-Doo. Like a, yeah. That guy. Yep. That wasn't asked to be in Scream 5, which is funny. Um, so... Uh, yeah, Hackers, not a great film. No. 1995. It was, it was a very... We're trying to understand technology, but clearly don't. Yeah. Now, Ian Softly says that the downside to making Hackers now is that technology is so advanced that you have to go really wacky with it to mm-hmm. make it look like this is not something someone could do just in their basement. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, as much as I want to see wackiness or Angelina Jolie in her Hackers character, <laughs> we don't need this money no. or movie or money either. No. We don't need this movie. They don't need my money. Ian Softly <laughs> just... To take something pure and keep it pure. Yeah, that's that's, it. that's a movie that I'll like. I'll see what other people think about it, and then if it's good, I'll wait till it's free on a streaming service sure. I'm already paying for. Sure. <laughs> Don't need that. All right, and finally this week, news to lighten the moods, as you for said uh, earlier, Borat is not called Borat Two Great Success. No, it's so much better. Borat has a much better title. <laughs> So, to reiterate, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen, over the last few months, has been shooting Borat 2. In uh, secret. In secret. because <laughs> And it specifically did have to do with This Is America's documentary show. Apparently, mm. HBO ordered a second season, and Sasha Baron Cohen said, no, we did this. That was the project. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to keep putting on these you know latex face masks and making people look stupid at this level. And what he yeah. meant was, I want to do it in a movie. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah that, if we're going to do it, I'm going to make all the so money. So, now... <laughs> It's kind of a mix of Borat 1 and This America because this is about him going to political people as Borat in disguise. So, the title of this movie is Borat. Gift of pornographic monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. It will be released on Amazon Prime before election day like a week before so late obviously yeah gets to pence and makes pence look like the biggest fucking moron on the the planet (laughs) which is not a stretch (laughs) uh i'm guessing that the reason that he's giving him a monkey is because he's not allowed to be around women that's my guess uh but also there is there was and we don't know if it is a actual voiceover or not but the twitter account that's verified that says nation of kazakhstan which is a joke <laughs> yeah. account yeah. Uh, does have either borat or a very borat like uh voice voice acting over current political events in a very <laughs> positive spin for that administration oh man um, so all, all in all fucking sold i'm glad it's coming out before the election so yes. you know, it'll give us a little reprieve uh from oh, stress man. and 
That's great. That's a great title. Yeah. It's a great concept. So I think good. Sasha Baron Cohen is a very important human being. Yes. And possibly my favorite Jewish person. <laughs> yeah. He's our best Jew. He's our best. He's replaced <laughs> John Stewart as our best Jew. Um, oh my God. Protect John Stewart. He's our most important Jew. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. You got anything else for this week? Uh, that's all I got. Uh, I just I cannot wait for this movie. Oh yeah. A short episode for the anniversary because no guest, but, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should happen. Maybe we'll get her on later later this month. Next yeah. month. We'll see. All right. Uh, remember, everyone, go to patreon.com slash 5 by 5 at the movies. Give us $1, $5, or $55 yes, for different They have not of things. Uh, passed the new version of the Cares Act yet, so please send us money. <laughs> it's called Heroes Act now? Oh, I did forget something. Oh, my God. Hold oh. on. Okay. Hold so your our, horses. Our friend Hippie Hater. Oh, uh, we got an update? He's, yeah, he did give us an update, uh, and he gets it because, you know, he's a $5 Patreon supporter. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. Full disclosure, we don't share his same politics. Uh, yes, that's but, correct. But he gets an update, so here's what he said, a weekly update. <clears throat> Saw Goonies most recently. <laughs> still not dead. Uh, so, so he's still going to theaters. Nice. He, just, he said this was at a Cinemark. Again, every other row is blocked out. Two seats on either side of your party. Okay. Goonies on the big screen is everything I thought it could be. Five dollar right. bucks a ticket. Was like uh, going back and living his best eighties life. He says, "You can do it, Keith. Go out, see a flick, enjoy some delicious snacks, and then use the next two weeks to decide whether or not to see a next. Because you will be fine." As Bob Wiley once said, "Baby steps." So, uh, just my reaction is like. Anything that I have to go and then wait two weeks to see if I died before I do it again, unless I'm jumping out of an airplane, uh, maybe is not my cup of tea. But I'm glad that I'm glad you're having a good time. Yeah, I'm glad you're going to the movies and having snacks. Yeah, we we have very different ends of the uh, risk assessment equations we're doing in our heads. Sure. Uh, well, not only that, but we don't know necessarily where he's at like we're in austin mm. and there are spikes here yes and we have idiot yeah, fraternities got, yeah fraternities and assholes 20, going to football games football games in a stadium yeah, we have yeah. super spreader events and we, yeah. we can in real time see our cases rising not that he's in the area of the country where they're like declining and life's getting back to normal fucking it if that was there yeah. i would go see tenant if i was in a place that had like oh yeah a couple hundred cases oh, a day yeah. Yeah, we're we're literally in like one of the three worst zip codes of our city. Oh, we so <laughs> in like number so of much cases, so that they like, had to open up a new testing area in our zip code in our neighborhood of Dove Springs. Yeah, because there's so much spreading going on just in our neighborhood. Yeah, let alone zip code. Yeah. So uh, well, the, no, the country is not a monolith. <laughs> right. Is, is what we're learning. There's a, I mean, there's a Cinemark <laughs> down the street. I'm not fucking going. To the <laughs> I could buy raisin. That's an H-E-B. I'm fine. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, but, you Get know, good curbside. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll go back to the movies eventually. If not now, then next year. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Now uh, back to patreon.com. Subscribe. Anyway, thanks, like, thanks for sending your yeah. money. Thanks, thanks <laughs> we, for the money and the update. <laughs> we want the updates every week. Uh, if you want to be like that, if you want us to check in with you every week, go to five by, uh, patreon.com. Subscribe by five the movies. There is a $1 option of which we get 37 cents. 37. Of in a row. I'm eventually going to stop doing that. Yeah. Nope. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we will make up a fake background for you. <laughs> I've not made up a back, fake background for Hippie Hater, but it would just be about killing hippies. <laughs> just Going around the cage like the Jack spree. the Ripper of hippies. Yes, yeah, clearly a hippie murder spray. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. He's got like a really nice, you know, like uh, RV. He goes around and kills hippies, of course. Yeah.
All right, uh, his, his trophies are like bloodied tie-dye t-shirts. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> ponytails? <laughs> Just a row of men's ponytails? <laughs> Beard braids. Oh my god. Oh, I kind of want to write this movie. All right, Hippie Hater, I'm going to reach out. We're going to write a movie together about someone killing Hippie. All right, thank you, Dan Richardson, for being here. Thank you, no, to any guests because we didn't have one. Thank you so much to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined, even though I know you're not. Email us at 5x5film at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, criticisms, or what is most likely nothing. Uh, find us on Facebook at 5x5 at the Movies, where I just post memes to myself. streamline the episodes. Yeah. Continue to streamline these episodes. Thank you, Dan Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire 5x5 Network. We'll see you next week with other five. Five by five at the movies. Roll, Roll credits. credits.